0: Look at the figure, look at the turn. Oh, that was brilliant, Luke Bruce. Lewis runs into the open goal. Thank you very much. The Hawks are back in
1: town. And he finished it, off. He can his fourth. He's had a day out. Scrimshaw, half the seas, went for home. And nails it. He'll just set it up, looking for the high flyers. And...
0: G'day Hawkers, great to be back ahead of what promises to be another exciting season for the Hawthorne Football Club. It's the middle of Feb and we thought, what better time than right now to rustle through the Hawk Talk Pod HQ mailbag and tackle some of the curly questions you've submitted over the off-season. Thank you for joining us for this jam-packed edition of the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason and with me as always, a man who's keen to see what Hawthorne can produce in season 2023. G'day Tiz. G'day
1: mate. There's not been a lot of news about Hawthorne. A lot of innuendo about who might be captain. Just a couple of bits of injury news and nothing hopefully too severe.
0: It feels a lot like February, where everyone's sort of, for the time being, run out of things to say about all of the clubs, let alone Hawthorne. And we're kind of just hanging out. Did you know we have the youngest list? Uh, It's a case in point. (laughs) I'm so tired of that conversation. We get it. Uh, I'm hanging out for the intra-club on Wednesday. Are you? Well, well, I am, because it's our first chance to, to see a bit more of these guys, hear a bit more about them. Just see, get an idea of where the club's tracking. Of course, we've got the practice matches as well, Geelong. Uh, and the next one's Collingwood, I think. Neither of which, you know. We'll one's make it in get Geelong, time. the other's in Tassie. That's right, yep. Most, yep. Other, most other Melbourne clubs playing in Melbourne, not Hawthorne, though. Yeah, it doesn't worry me. I mean, pre-season's just a nothing now. Oh, I know, but I'm just hungry to see a little Hawthorne action. I just want to see where we're at. It still surprises
1: me that that round six figure, or the, the theory, mm. is still quite valid.
0: But if you're in the eight by mm-hmm. round six, that's it. It's all over. That's the year. As in you make the finals? Yeah. I think Carlton put that dead in the ground, didn't they? <laughs> last year? They would have been, what, top four to begin with? Yeah. Yeah, well. well they'll, they'll make it this year, right? I would say so, yeah. Plenty of opposition analysis coming up in our preview mag, which will uh, it'll be on the horizon for you in March. News roundup, first of all. We've got a lot of listener questions to get to. As this is a Feb mailbag episode, but uh, there's been a little bit happening. Disappointed to say it's not a literal mailbag, Nick, but
1: I suppose we don't have a physical postal address, so...
0: I mean, you could have retained the theatre of the mind for the listeners, but you've dispelled <laughs> that now, and we have to move on. Uh, Dylan Moore has signed on through the end of 2026. Yeah, and wasn't he rapt about it too? Mm -hmm. Hawthorne through and through, bleeds brown and gold, clearly. Uh, What a great story. There's a clear
1: demarcation in Dylan Moore. Mm -hmm. He was basically embarrassed about what he was like as a footballer before he got his act together. I haven't really read about many characters doing that before, saying, this was me then, this is me now. Mm -hmm. Are we going to read into anything... More than this? Are we looking at... Pun intended?
0: <laughs> it, well,
1: no, not really. But
0: <laughs> what, what are you getting at?
1: I'm getting at, like, if you'd make a clear demarcation psychologically in, in who you are or how you go about something, Yep, it's just setting new levels isn't it it's like bringing in a new coach or bringing in it allows you to do that yeah it certainly drives
0: standards for the rest of the playing group in terms Mm. of what they think might be possible for them as individual to go about and do that themselves yeah it's it's a unique story certainly i think in all the time we've been doing this podcast we haven't really come across something as clear-cut as that where a guy's been out the door and then has taken it upon himself to revise into the abyss Looked into
1: the abyss Got a reprieve. Yeah, got his and, shit together. And then didn't sit back and say, all right, I've got another,
0: yeah.
1: you know, a year or whatever. I should plan something else in the interim. <laughs> <laughs> no, he went wholeheartedly and said,
0: I wasn't good enough. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to do everything different. All of the goals and the promises that he set for himself is... Personal achievements, he was eyeing off. He's made good on all of them. Dylan Moore has delivered for himself and the Hawthorne Football Club. There was some question marks about his contract this year. It's wonderful that it's already been put to bed as of mid-Feb. Uh, I think that's fantastic. And he's such a shining example to the rest of the playing list in terms of his endeavour and uh, and as a potential leader. I mean, there's question marks as we talk about this right now. Captaincy could have been announced but there's a bit of chatter amongst the Hawthorne faithful seeing Carl Amon's photos. Mm. Uh, is it going to be co-captains? Yeah, well, they they you see, that got through to the keeper, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hawthorne
1: Media Department hasn't quashed that photo from getting out there, so you've got the 13-6. slash
0: Yes, and there's all kinds of different coverage from that photo day where you've got Dylan Moore sitting next to Sam Mitchell, and then you've got other ones where Cicely is sitting next to Sam Mitchell, and... But it's- have they just gone through, like, there's been a,
1: a vote and all the guys that are up to be captain have got to sit next to Sammy on the day?
0: <laughs> so so it's an elimination
1: process. Yeah, it's and then tournament. they announce it later. You know how they film a... Uh, what do they do? They film an alternate ending. Yeah,
0: alternate endings of, like, even reality TV shows. And, yeah, they do it for The Bachelor, I think. Is that right? Oh, that's what I've heard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's set something straight. There's not going to be a player vote this time, apparently. The call comes from on high, and that's the end of it. For Ooh, kind of
1: yeah. like that. But also, people are very worried about getting co-captains. Yeah, I don't
0: know why. Is that something that bothers you?
1: There's no appetite for that at all.
0: Yeah. What, well, what about you personally? Do you? I, know, I, I like one point of truth, don't you? Uh, I, I mean, it's traditional. I don't mind it. But if it has to be Sicily and more... I'm happy with those two guys. I mean, why not? Yeah, do you think Moore's uh, got vice, it? Why well, is leadership group material. Yeah. Is he vice-captain material? Maybe. I mean, Lewis in calculations, Hardwick as well. I think we have choices, but I wouldn't mind if it was Sicily or Moore or even both. I'd, I'd be happy with that duo, to be frank. I don't really have a strong view for, formulated on co-captains or not co-captains.
1: So are we thinking Callum Brown can emulate... Dylan Moore and just, you know, put a put a slash in his career and be like, that was me at Collingwood. Well, a bit, of the, a, bit of the old Ian Bremners it, and it, just move on to Hawthorne and be an absolute star.
0: Well, as far as this week is concerned, he's got his chance. He's got his opportunity right in front of him because he's going to take part in the, uh, the intra-club and that'll also coincide with the final day of the pre-season supplemental selection period. So uh, down at La Trobe University, Callum Brown has a chance to revive his career, and uh, this is it. <laughs> you don't get another go-round because the period's going to close, and I dare say, if he does make a good impression, immediately after the intra-club, the uh, the, the higher-ups will give him the nod, or not. I notice there's been a few nods around the parks.
1: Yeah. I know his brother's go- uh, gone to Adelaide. There you go. Um, sight unseen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, having Gavin round. Gavin Brown around the club would be pretty good as well.
0: Couldn't hurt things. Uh, a guy that we need to mention as well is uh, Will Day, who's apparently holding off contract talks to the end of the year. Uh, perfectly fine with this. I'm not concerned in the slightest about it. Do you know what we should do? Mm. We should contract him according to muscle mass. No, oh, that's okay. All right. Give Just him a little we, incentive. Yeah, it's the Timmy O'Brien clause. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind that actually I mean if you're Will Day's agent If you're his manager Yeah Of course you tell him to hold off I mean let's not be silly about it That's exactly what I would do in that situation Let's see if we can You're primed for a big year Maybe the biggest year of your of your career Yeah Let's just hold off See if we can get you more money
1: So have we offered a contract though?
0: I haven't heard to be fair Right But I mean even if Hawthorne did slide something over the table If you're Will Day or his manager mm. Why would you accept outright? That's That's silly take your chances, back yourself and say, I'm going to put in a great season, best of my career, and then we'll see where we stand at the end of the year. How much are you going to pay for my services? Right, so Dylan Moore did not back himself.
1: <laughs> see, I saw this coming. Oh, I was actually really, that's what I loved about the Dylan Moore contract because we hadn't shown him all that much loyalty. We mm-hmm. got an 11th hour call up to yep. stay on the list. Mm-hmm. And yet he's thoroughly Hawthorne through and through. I can't see Will Day leaving to go to another club. No,
0: neither. No. I mean, for a start, the Hawthorne lineage is there. Yeah, we know what that counts for. Yep. (laughs) Okay, go on. Well, we're still working on a
1: grandfather-father-son academy, and we haven't had a lot of father-sons work
0: out in the recent past. Well, the recent past so happens to include 2022, and Finn McGuinness is going along quite well, if you ask me. All right. I mean... Guys that have finished their career. All right. So, so you don't like it, do you? I can give a little bit back. If I you think want to you play this game? I think this would be more fun. <laughs> oh, we fall into this pattern every year anyway. You know it's bound to happen. Uh, Jai Sarong. He sustained an ankle injury last week. He was getting around on crutches, but the injury is thought to be minor, so that's fortunate for him. Jeez, it didn't look minor at the time. No, no, it did not. He was helped off by trainers and then immediately on crutches. So uh hopefully he's dodged a bit of a bullet there one guy who hasn't is uh josh morris awful timing for him uh he seems to have had shoulder surgery according to his instagram story uh i might be wrong about that but he was in a hospital bed so i'm gonna assume that's what that's what that was about uh morrison is back to running again he sustained a hamstring injury well documented that one he's expected to be available for round one will he make it Will he make the side coming off this injury? I guess we'll wait and see. Still, no update on Mitch Lewis regarding his ACL sprain, which is getting a little concerning. The comms from the club have really died down. Yeah, there's no
1: comms at all. I'm wondering if he's going to beat Birchall back to the lineup. Oh, to be
0: honest, <laughs> what an awful era that was. <laughs> Constantly being told, yeah, and he's a two two weeks away. Yeah, another two weeks away. Yeah, no, nah, any day now. No, nah, he's <laughs> another three weeks away now. <laughs> uh, 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 th- that is concerning about Mitch Lewis, though, because they were sussing it out. They were letting it settle, and they were saying, okay, we're... He's hitting threes, though, isn't he? On the basketball court? Yeah. Well, I'm told that's not a problem for the kind of injury it is. I'm okay. told not to read into that. What's he not allowed to do, then? Well, exactly. <laughs> I don't understand, but I'm, I'm no... Big city hotshot physician. I, I don't know. I see that and I think, well, he must be okay then. But yeah. people just, know better than me on this. We're we just feigning out Essendon in oh, February is that it? for round one. Oh, I would love that. No. If he was absolutely <laughs> yeah.
1: cherry ripe. Not a chance. <laughs> we don't respect him that much.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I am fanging for round one. I am so excited for it's it. It's not far. No, no, it's not far it's at all. Up. It's creeping up. Just weird. a smidge over 30 days. I've got to book my tickets soon. What about your membership? MCC. I've got to, oh, of course, all right. got to book seats. Fair enough. Fair enough. We've got to get to the mid-Feb mailbag, mate. We've got quite a few questions to get through here from our listeners at Hawk Talk Pod or on Instagram or on Facebook. You can find us everywhere. This first one, first cap off the rank from Mark: Which first-year player are you most excited to see play? And also, which developing player are you most excited to see playing for Box Hill? Uh, well, you say Weddle and I'll say Mackenzie. How about that? <laughs> I was going to go with Weddle. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, that's easy for me. The hype train is firmly behind both of them. Um, they could be round one debutants quite easily. The next question is about who's who's going to look better. Oh, well, we'll get to that. But I want to hear your you take on the Box Hill players first. Box Hill, well, I'm a big Max Hall fan at this stage. I can't wait to see him take the next step in his career. What about Cal Porter, though? He... Oh, we're looking at the Box Hill list itself, not a Hawthorne player on the Box Hill list. Well, I, I interpreted.
1: Because Ramsden is going to be lining it up down there. Yeah,
0: Ramsden is a great shout. Um, But Max Hall, yeah, what he's capable of. Yeah. I want to see what Cal Porter can do because his second half of last season for Box Hill was incredible and maybe he's taken it to another level now. Maybe he just never looks back.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I I felt that that was his, uh, you know, he had to sort of take it at the flood Mm. and didn't get a spot and it's very hard to come back and do what he did last year again,
0: but... He's very, very talented. It happened to Fergus Green. I yeah, mean, I read I an guess article with Fergus Green this week where he was very disenchanted. Where he put in for Box Hill in that initial season with them, and he thought that was his time, that was his moment. Didn't get the call up. He was very disenchanted, but uh, he kept it going, and now he's got a spot on the list. So I guess it's about the body of work there. Yeah, absolutely. I love the quote about the exit interview
1: where they mm-hmm. just tell you everything you're not good at. <laughs>
0: yeah that's that's what he experienced over at the dogs yeah yeah yeah, exactly and our our blokes at box hill are like here's what you are good at actually we think you bring a lot to the table
1: yeah but i I guess it's just how you handle people on their exit isn't it yeah you do have to give them reasons but that's not easy no but also obviously they
0: certainly emphasized what he hadn't done right well, it could have been the catalyst for turning it around, and that's he's back on the list now, and he's a very good shot for round one himself. As long as Lewis is out of the side, which it looks like it looks like he will be for round one, Green could be in the side. There's another spot available. So, anyway, we move on. Uh, Brett, who has the better season based on things like games played, stats, best and fairest finish, etc. So we've got some players going head to head here now. Brett's laid out the the one on ones first of all. Off it's the not top, not very fair. But go on. Okay. I don't mean
1: on us, but on on these boys. All right.
0: Weddle v. McKenzie. Who has the better season when all is said and done? Surely McKenzie. Well, you'd think so. A guy playing on the inside. See ball, get ball. And this midfield is still very much in flux. He's going to get his opportunities, and he's going to get his hands dirty. I would think McKenzie. But I I think it'll be a close race. Both will be exciting. Do we know where Weddle's actually going to be? Wing at
1: the moment. So if he's out there, he's going to get some time. Yeah, because they're going to be putting the energy into Amon and the other experienced wingmen. It's true. With the interchange as it is, maybe that'll allow us to play, or you know, one more young player. I don't think we're going to use that on on an older head. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've got a real chance to get some a big amount of games into a group of young players, but. To
0: be competitive over the whole season is going to be very difficult. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, what about this next clash, though? This one's next level. I don't know who to pick here. Friend of the show, Josh Ward versus uh, Connor McDonald. Yeah, no, it's definitely Ward. Go on. I want to hear your reasoning. Unfortunately, Ward's had an interrupted preseason. Yeah, well, he's back in it now, yeah.
1: But in terms of class, yeah, Ward is a more... Uh, dynamic player than mcdonald he Mm -hmm. gets a he gets a high work rate and also mcdonald has a much
0: more difficult role (laughs) (laughs) well i think mcdonald's gonna wow hawthorne fans with with some pure sexy football he's just gonna do some real fancy x-factor type stuff and i think it's gonna make it in hawthorne fans minds gonna be really hard to split those two I reckon Ward, but I think McDonald's going to be so fun to watch.
1: He just has moments that change games, McDonald. But I see Ward's impact on games as as or over the whole season yeah. as challenging, if not bettering what well, McDonald well, is able to do. Yeah. On to Jekka versus mm. Um, which is probably a, a match up we'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. We'll see it at the intra club. Uh, I mean, two guys with. Enormous potential, but are they going to hit their straps? That's the big question. Does Kaczynski
1: look anything like the 2021 Well, in terms of
0: physical stature. And impact. And impact. Impact's hard to measure at this point, but, I mean, he's fundamentally the same sort of, same-looking player, same as Jekka. I mean, they're still recognisably them. Yeah, but Jekka Jekka turns
1: up and does the same thing every week. Mm. And Kaczynski's... A confidence player at the moment. Yeah. So I think Jekka will
0: will be better than Kuczynski for. Jekka's got a spinge more versatility in this lineup at the moment. That's how he's being played. As soon as Lewis got injured, Jekka's been featuring up forward ever since. So is that telegraphing how they're choosing to cover that spot? I suppose it may be what they choose to do. I don't mind seeing Jekka back in his forward post. I think we've got enough talent in the defensive stocks to not have to resort to him. Um, but even oh, having... VFL for Jekka. Well, I, I think we can't deny that he's a fringe player. Okay. Well, you disagree?
1: Well, I think they're going to put stacks of games into Jacker wherever they want to see him.
0: Well, as a big Emerson Jekka fan, I welcome it. The uh, The next one I don't think is a contest. Butler versus Brockman. Well, you're a big Sammy Butler fan, so that's surely
1: the side that you're falling on. And we have we've seen so much interrupted football from
0: Brockman that you couldn't back him. No, not at this stage. It's just been so long. But I mean, the glimpses that we did get of Tyler Brockman—if we see anything like that again this season, and he recaptures that—that's going to be really special. But, but it, they've it's all just, been leg injuries, right? Well, his most recent one was shoulder.
1: That's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's. But they are literally fighting for that spot there.
0: They are, yeah, yep. Yeah. That that is a genuine contest of the ones we've read so far. I mean, Ward v McDonald. That's a good midfield contest, I guess. Jekka, but they're both getting a game. Well, yeah, exactly. you are both getting a game. You squeeze, you, you get both them into the side. Jekka Jack Jekka's versatile enough that he could go down back and not deprive Cosie of a position. Cosie would get the nod forward. Yeah, you would say so. Yep. Yeah. Butler Brockman, though, as you point out. That That's a genuine one position for, for either of them. Yeah. Very different players. Yeah, they are, but that's how they'll be used. Uh, this next one, I, I'm, this is not really like for like for me either. Blank versus DGB. No, this is the toughest of these. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm all about James Blank. Are oh, you? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I reckon DGB could do anything this year. It's oh. just about the right time. For a tall defender, having spent this long in the AFL, to hit his straps
0: mm-hmm. and look immaculate. Oh, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I think Blank's a very unique player in our lineup, and he'll always find himself with a game. He loves the footy. Yeah.
1: He loves to have the footy in his hands.
0: But he's got the build. He's an intimidating presence that I'm not sure any of our other defenders have right now. Maybe Sam Frost has got a bit of bulk on him, but even then, they're very different players too. I just there's enough other guys sort of like Granger Barras that he might be just squeezed out. Granger Barras has to show his class at some point. Does he? Yeah. Is that a rule, is it? Yeah. He could easily just not do that and fade into obscurity. Well, I mean he's shown class at VFL. I think it's a confidence and a
1: body type maturation thing. I and totally I think agree. this
0: year is where he hits his straps. I totally agree on those two points that it's a confidence and body type thing, uh, yeah. and a matchup thing as mm. well if the matchup is there he'll be fine uh i hope you're right but i back blank that that's going to be my input there uh how about this a bonus one. this is the toughest of the lot as brett points out a triple threat match worthy of upcoming wrestlemania season will day versus jack scrimshaw versus cj who of those three has the best season uh well i've that will day is a midfielder yeah
1: Uh, so, well, they're gonna gonna work out if he is. Exactly, yeah. Maybe that's that's, what, maybe he doesn't want to be one. That's why he hasn't signed the contract.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the experiment for this year, is Will Day in the Mid.
1: Can we have another term, not experiment? Because they never seem to go well.
0: All right. The daydream. The (laughs)
1: daydream. Oh, too good. And, uh, yeah, well, if Day lives up to it and what he's been doing at practice matches and training and stuff, Hmm. uh, He will outshine both of those boys.
0: Agreed. But I think it'll still be close. Uh, A fully fit CJ coming off the half back or even being deployed on the wing could be very special. Or half forward, yeah. I don't know about that. (laughs) Who are you robbing out of the forward line to put CJ there? I don't know. I just think he's
1: that quick that you could get it out over the back and CJ's just storming
0: into goal. Wing would do that just fine, I think. You wouldn't, would, you wouldn't even need him in half-forward for that. If you play him on a wing, he'd he'd still give you the same result. Yeah, he's a little bit more defensive-minded on the wing, I would imagine. Well, he's a good defensive player. <laughs> he's shown that. Anyway, that's a fantastic, uh, well, series of questions, really, by yeah, Brett. He laid down the gauntlet. Love that from Brett. Yep. <laughs> uh, This question from Scott. How many debutants for round one? Uh, are we going to say both Mackenzie and Weddle? I'm prepared to say that. Yeah, and Meek. Yeah, Meek to will play. take the first
1: ruck contest of the game?
0: Potentially, yeah. It'll be Reeves and Meek, I, I think, will line up, the two of them. Amon? Amon will definitely play. Uh, Scott wonders if Stevens will play, which I find it really hard to read how he's going at the moment. But he's so Instagrammable. How could he not play? <laughs> That's the criteria, is it? What have you heard out of the club, then? Certainly not picking yeah. him up at all. Or... Nah, they're very tight-lipped about Stevens. Even the training reports that I've read and scout off... Off the web, it's uh, there's not much to say about Stevens at this point. What's your gut tell you on that one? Oh, I'm not concerned if that's the illusion there. I, I think the midfield is a rotation. It, it's a season-long rotation as we find the best mix. Uh, I think our starting mids, probably Jai, Nash, Warple, and then whoever rocks. What's that look for? I, I just heard you throw in Nash there. Yeah, why wouldn't I? I think he's a starting mid. I think he's a starting mid. This is an about face for you. It is not. I've been on the Nash train with you for a little while now. Not long. This is, a, <laughs> this is not a 2023 novelty, and I, I refute the suggestion that it is, frankly. <laughs> I like Connor Nash, just the same as you. Thank you very much. Uh, this question from uh, Views from the Nosebleeds. What's our forward line makeup come round one? Brewston Moore seem to be the only certainties. Because he is likely, but who partners with him? Jekka? Green? Does Brockman play, or do we select Impy as our pressure forward? What about Wingard? What about Wingard? What about Wingard? All right, so who's
1: your full forward? All right, so... Without
0: your best mate? I know, it's a, it's a little distressing that we're heading to round one against the old arch rivals you got without got a Mitch resting ruck
1: forward or not?
0: Well, I, this might be telegraphing another question that we have from in our mailbag from another listener, but do you play three rucks is lynch a good forward option and then you also play reeves and meek and then rotate them somehow probably not you think it's too excessive i think it's too excessive yeah i'd be happy for if your game style is fast and yeah, then you select yeah. three ruckman what's wrong with one Or do you select two ruckman and one rests forward what's wrong with that 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 surely just gets it done right you don't need to pick three.
1: Well, neither of them are a very experienced or veteran ruckman to be able to handle either workload or be mm. the
0: mental challenge of doing both. So then there's a big query of what our forward line looks like, which is exactly what views from the Norwich pleasers asked.
1: I mean, you generally you'd go small, okay, and well, you'd have well, you'd, you'd have you'd have Butler and Bruce, yep, and Wingard and okay, there's
0: three probably. You, you you haven't put in more yet, and then you've got more. Okay, we need we need some towels. We You're need cozy. Yep, and you got Do you play one Jackal? spot left. Do you play green? You would probably
1: not play green.
0: Green, more of a mid size, of course. Yeah, until you were certain. Yep, and he had the running patterns, but mm-hmm.
1: you know, if well, okay,
0: if we're talking round one, because <clears throat> obviously everything about this team is an ongoing project. Are you worried about any defensive stocks from Essendon that that you know, are there any world beaters back there that that are gonna stop some of
1: our youth? They're not great at transition. So if you break down their transition out of the back line with pressure from these boys, yeah, which you've got and you're Butler, looking you got... at you're looking at Wingard and Brewster's being the weak links there. Yeah,
0: because they're on the older side of things, yep. Yeah, okay. Um they are. I mean, Bruce is. But uh, <laughs> oh, mate, with the team with this makeup, anyway, we're feeding that old narrative again that I didn't want to discuss.
1: And of course, you'd have McDonald up there too.
0: Yeah, potentially. You're going to rob one of these forwards
1: anyway. We're only going to play with five, maybe four up front. Mm-hmm. Come back to the midfield. So you've got Moore and McDonald upfield, kicking to Butler, Bruce Wingard, and Cosie, with Green maybe coming off the bench. I mean, it doesn't sound that bad. Well, as long as Cozzy can bring it to ground. But, no Gunston. Mm. We were talking about this before we came. We started this. It's a big loss. Oh, yes. Massive.
0: He's arguably, of our off-season, probably the biggest loss there is. Yeah. It does make you wonder where the goals are going to come from, especially with Lewis out of the side. I mean, Gunston was putting in, you know, Three, four goals most weeks he played. Right, I mean he only played sixteen games, but so he achieved that feat a lot. He was either he was underdone a lot, and then it was he about missed seven weeks, and then yeah, missed through his personal tragedy as well. But yep. when he was on the park, a lot of the time he was pretty good. Oh, excellent! Like one on one,
1: but we don't have a one on one player that beats them mm. more times than he doesn't, which is exactly what Gunners was doing, and against good opposition. I mean, against Geelong, yeah. He gave us such confidence.
0: And don't forget Dylan Moore kicked three against Geelong. Yes. All right.
1: <laughs> but, you know, a, lo- you, a lot of
0: that is opportunistic.
1: Yeah. Whereas Gunston would create goals from mm-hmm. nothing. You know, the, the forward line is a work in progress that they're not prepared to indulge in yet. And you can see that from the SSP mm. because we're not looking at a tall forward even though we've lost one. And notice you haven't touched upon MP. no. No. No? Irrelevant to the forward line? Where do you have him? He's a utility. He goes wherever he's needed on the day. He'll probably be given roles, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. You don't have a out-and-out out tagger now,
0: unless you're talking about Finn. Um, well, he's the specialist at that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this question from FUSA it sort of ties into what you were referring to before. Uh, do you think another key tool on our list will cement a spot forward to partner with Lewis, or do we have to draft or trade for that spot? Uh, and a related question from Lee. Why aren't we looking at a tall forward with our last spot on the list? With a cloud over Lewis, questions over Kaczynski and Jekka going back. Surely it's an area of concern. So I've tried it a couple of times and it
1: hasn't paid off. So they're not going back to that well. So Calo's why They won. are looking to burn a pick, a mm. very high pick, on getting a very, very good forward in the next couple of years. Now, they're going to mature... In four years. Mm-hmm. So what's the timing like there on the window?
0: Fairly good? Yeah, you want to be contending. You want to start to contend in either next year or the year after. Really? So, yeah. And then you want to be absolutely cherry ripe in four years' time. So they and, might... And if you miss that yep. in year four, if you miss it, that could be it.
1: I mean, you could back wrong because he provides good pressure in the forward line if he can get his ankle up mm-hmm. but apart from that it's looking a bit hard and yeah they just got to go for an incredible talent there
0: the area of the ground where there's fortunately for us like, so few what ifs is in the back line but then you look at the other end of the ground the forward line is just full of what ifs can these guys hit their potential it's such a young part of the ground for us well being a forward yeah, you know, 80% of it is
1: how the midfield delivers it. Yeah. Okay, so they're not up to it. It's going to make it very difficult for Coszy and, and Lewis. And that's why you play a small forward line because they probably won't be up to it most of the year. And you're going to use pressure and burning your players into the ground, uh, burning the opposition into the ground, Yeah. making them do more repeat efforts than
0: you have to. I guess with that kind of um, system, one thing we can't afford to do is those high hat kicks that just go anywhere. No, we haven't got Poppy anymore. So um, we've, we've, they
1: probably will abandon that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they should have abandoned it a long time ago. But, uh, I mean, if you're going to play a small forward line, you just, you just can't really do that. But if you do want to get out kick, which is what you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, Max
1: Lynch mm-hmm, can bring that to ground. Yeah. Or even Lloyd Meek. The man mountain that he is. Mm -hmm. Anything but meek, Won't have any trouble bringing that to ground. So if our rucks are as good as they look on paper, this team might surprise. I I know I said bottom three on the Patreon. (laughs) But, you know, you never really know. Mm. Young midfield like this, I know they're a bit slight, but they get on a roll. Confidence gets up. we have seen it with a few clubs. Well, it never lasts very long, but you get some good results.
0: Well, I think I said the same episode that I expect us to hover around where we were in 2022. I don't think we're going to be as bad as people are forecasting. I don't think it's all well, too we were very loom. competitive last year we, yep. in all but a few games. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This question from Smorganism. With the need to get games into so many, which reliable senior players will we see less of than expected? Ooh. Can I just put a name out there immediately? Through happenstance? Chad Wingard. Do you reckon? Can you trust his body to hold up? So oh okay, you're talking about injury. Yeah, I'm talking about by default, <laughs> yes. Okay. Not not strictly omission. Who who else would you expect
1: we would not see? Because it's such a a young list, perhaps um I'm not sure about MP. Yeah, well, we didn't see much of him last year. But he was picked when available. Yep. So um, no, there's not many I can think of that we won't be seeing Sam Frost Sam Frost no, no he'll get he'll, he'll get, get b- regular games, yep, yep, absolutely um the only the only guys that really have promised a lot and haven't delivered a Cozzy in d g b- and uh if we're not seeing them, then that's um very concerning, yeah,
0: I mean they're early twenties, so we're not talking about well, the question from smorganism is which reliable senior players. Do well, we do, I mean, do we put them in the category of reliable? I don't think they're proven in that way yet. Either of them, Cozzy or DGB. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Well, I mean, Hardwick's getting games. Uh, who else are you putting in the reliable senior players bracket? <laughs> Bruce, it's, a young it, team. The only
0: the only one he could be talking about is Bruce. If you, you take Luke Bruce out of this side, it's like bloody hell. How are we how are we scoring at that point? It it becomes just a lot harder. Because, yeah, like, what is he, 31, 32? He's still ultra-reliable yep. at goal. And you take that out of this side and, and scoring no longer is a given. The other bloke is
1: the whiz. We've had so many nicknames for this boy. Mm-hmm. Harry Morrison. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, it took me a sec because we have had so many nicknames. It's like, which, which one's he again? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a reliable senior player now.
1: Yeah. Well, last year proved it. It's career best season from him. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that he was untouchable. Well, so they're, they're the
0: two, Bruce he, and the Wiz. His spot is vulnerable this year, Morrison, by virtue of who we brought in. Hmm. There's just more competition now. The hype trains away from Weddle and uh, Amon. Of course, is the star recruit. So you big on Amon? Uh, I am, in theory. <laughs> so we'll see. A bob each way. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him play for Hawthorne yet. What do you want from me? What I mean, bet you've seen him for Port. Yeah, I've seen him enough for Port, I guess. Yeah. I, look, I was all about bringing him to the club. I thought, I think he could be a real weapon. He could be very exciting. Yeah. So, he's, I mean, he's, he's best 22.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He slots straight in there. He's He's easy round one lock, but... We'll wait to see if it works out. This question from Tim. I'm nervous to even ask, he begins. This should be good. Uh, But is the club pushing Jai too far too soon? He's basically the face of the midfield now with no real playing mentor at the club. Huge role. Mm -hmm. Enormous role. Mm -hmm. Is the role beyond
1: him? Probably.
0: (laughs) You couldn't hold it against him. I mean, he's been... He's been given the world to carry on his shoulders. Bloody Jai Atlas Newcombe over here, he's the, he's the centrepiece of the midfield. With the three on his back. Yeah, exactly. No pressure, kid. And that's why Cooper's there. Yeah, yeah. To carry that load. Yeah. So if, when Jai needs a rest, someone who can approximate his abilities steps in. Like, I would be very nervous if there's no Jai in the team. Oh, absolutely. He's heart and soul in the midfield, which, again, probably speaks to the problem that we're discussing. He's just so vital and, and has become so in such a short space of time. So, But I do love the
1: fact that Lloyd Meek is there because he doesn't take a step backwards, Lloyd Meek. No. But if you're going to try and intimidate Jai, you need those bigger players around mm-hmm. to respond. And forces. Yeah. And Connor Nash can play that role. Connor Nash can play that role. An angry Irishman is <laughs> is something that I would enjoy seeing. Yep. But yeah, Nash seems to be doing very well in this mm-hmm. preseason as well. Yep. Can I get overly excited about this, or you know, because obviously I think he will, regardless. He he is a. I didn't even
0: think of him before, but is
1: he a reliable senior player?
0: Yeah, he is now. Yeah. Again, that. Around the same time as Morrison, probably. I think last year really confirmed that, that he know, is... Morrison
1: mild. had a fantastic debut game. Oh, yeah. We
0: knew how good he could be. Yeah, that's one game. That I think it, he, he arrived last year. There's no question of that. Okay. Uh, same as Nash. I think, you know, we had inklings of it in 2021, but I think last season really sealed the deal where I think most Southall supporters would... Well, if he was out of the side, you would be a bit surprised these days. You'd be like, oh, it's a bit strange. Do you remember... F- after we won the treble mm. or the 3 Phm mm-hmm.
1: and it was about middle of 2018 and I said there was a barometer player. Yeah. If we were going to be competitive for the premiership. Sure. Are you saying it's Connor Nash? The, they shouldn't be selected. Like okay. They had to be pushed out by someone younger. Yeah, yeah. Do we have those barometer players at the oh, moment?
0: Because I,
1: I want to flip that smorganism question. Yeah. Which... Reliable senior players will be. Will we see less than expected? And say which player mm-hmm. becomes a barometer in the future
0: years? As you know, you got to be better than that. Give me an example. Who are you thinking? You must have a player in mind.
1: I don't, but I think it's a good question for the listeners to think about because sometimes teams don't improve without changes in personnel. Yeah, and even though you've got really good players who've played for you and. Clarkson made these decisions too, especially Mm. with Sewell. Mm. Then they get to a certain age when you know what you can get from them and it's an easy choice to pick them. Yeah. But... But do you pick them? But do you pick them because you know the upside is limited? And that's a question for Harry, that's a question for Connor.
0: Well, it's still early days. We wait to see what they can produce this season. This season will be very telling on that question, I think. But do you... What are they going to do with
1: Jai? How are they going to protect him and manage his workloads? Yeah. Because he doesn't do that. (laughs) I mean, we knew that from game one
0: from him. You know, he's just so willing Yeah, that there are players you have to protect them from themselves. It wasn't too long ago I went back and watched highlights from that Hawthorne-Sydney game, Jai's debut game, and some of his efforts, I just thought to myself, I'm not sure I've ever seen Mitchell or O'Meara do any of that stuff. Mitchell did some, like, put his head where angels uh, fear to
1: tread. He's a
0: renowned extractor. I get it. It might be unfair. Oh, sorry. Tom Mitchell or Sam? (laughs) Tom Mitchell. Sam's a four-time premiership player. He's virtually untouchable. He did
1: some things where you'd cringe. And and definitely Tom did as well.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I know that Tom had that in his arsenal. but like, Did he do
1: it in the first... 21 days of an AFL career.
0: in the fashion and the spirit of John Newcomb's application from day one, I don't think so. You're all about the hair, aren't you, Nick? And the headband. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks good, doesn't it? It looks good. The number three looks good. It all looks good when it comes to John Newcomb. Uh, but you're right. He needs to be protected. Cause there's a and lot from of... himself. Because that doesn't well, that's, happen a lot. That's, there's a lot of bash and crash about him. Uh, maybe... He... <laughs> Do you wonder if Jack O'Sullivan might learn some more bad habits from John Newcomb if as I had far a as getting wish, stuck
1: in? If I had a you know, if I could speak to Sam, I'd say rest him
0: forward for a quarter every game. A whole quarter? Yeah. Jeez, okay. Or,
1: you know, the equivalent of a quarter each Yeah, game.
0: yeah, all right. Yeah, so distribute it evenly across the game.
1: Because, you know, that'll be where he spends his career
0: after he turns 33. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exciting thought One club player John Newcomb Two, three premierships Anyway uh,
1: <laughs> no, I'd shut the league Nick
0: uh, anyway. Dino has a question here uh, Could do a whole segment on it But a couple of pre-season predictions For Jacker, DGB Or Finn Or and Finn I should say Well Finn McGuinness I, I think will be fine I think same as Harry and Connor He's kind of found his place He's arrived My expectations are pretty high for him Because I know what he can do now Do you? Well, he's a tagger. That's his expertise. There's yeah, no question that. No, but I don't, want that, he, they, I don't want that to be the ceiling. We've got to get more out of Finn. Well, I'm saying my expectations are high. He can't go backwards, he, he can only add to his game. All right, okay. That's what I'm saying. For his own slot, spot in this lineup, he needs to take it another step again, but we know where he can get to now. He can't take a backwards step. And so my expectations for him are high. DGB, I need to see something, anything. I'm I'm unsure of him, and Jekka, Well, it just sort of depends on where they play him. Haven't seen enough of Jekka
1: in the AFL yet. Yeah,
0: in the AFL system, yeah.
1: And how they and how they want to use him with Sicily not mm-hmm. in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> maybe one. he goes forward. Sicily or Jekka? Early.
0: Who are we talking about now? No, Sicily. Sicily going forward? Oh, no, nah. no. Nah. You don't win a PCM off being... He almost got All-Australian. He's not going to be a forward. Yeah, fair enough. He's, it's all about the individual honours at Hawthorne. I forgot about that. <laughs> He's too good to shift out of the role he does so well. well give me your take on, on those three. Jekka, DGB and Finn.
1: Jecker needs to hold his spot in the side against Frost, which I think is unlikely. Mm-hmm. So he'll have to wait for an opportunity. DGB, they're, they're both competing for a spot, Jecker and DGB.
0: Probably with each um, other, it would be fair to say. They're like yeah. going head-to-head, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And DGB would probably get the nod at this stage because his one-on-one work is better, whereas Jekka mm-hmm. better at reading the ball. Yep. Um, so if you're looking for a bloke that can line up against an opponent, you'd go with DGB. Mm-hmm. They've got to get something out of DGB. They put too many eggs in that basket.
0: Yep. basically, yeah. It's this year or bust, potentially, for him.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not that worried about it. Well, I think he's... he's clearly got great talent. He just needs to show it. Mm. And Finn, if he continues on the gradient that he's improving on at the moment, we should be very happy with what we have as a midfielder at the end of the year. And you have to remember, or we all have to remember, that it's going to take at least 10 weeks before this midfield gels under pressure and we've had mm. changes in every
0: position of that midfield. So... Yeah just be patient. <laughs> this question from Chad, Bramble, Brockman, Mitchell and Morris have all stumbled out of the blocks due to injury. Who do you think can stay on track and break their way into our best 22?
1: Thanks Chad. Is that Wingard?
0: <laughs> no. Well, to be fair, I'm not
1: sure, but who do you think can stay on track and break their way into the 22? Uh Bramble can be anywhere on the on the field. Mm-hmm. Brockman is definitely competing against a forward line that come under a lot of pressure so he'll make he's fit yep. and good enough, he'll get a game at some point. Mitchell Lewis is a... St-
0: That's Seamus Mitchell. Thank you very much. Oh, is it?
1: That's- <laughs> Seamus Mitchell, well, he's the
0: nowhere man. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Don't know what to expect from not him. Not only is he is he far back in a queue, I'm not even sure which queue. <laughs> I'm serious. Where is he playing? Is he a forward? Is he half back? Where is he on the wing? wing? Where are you putting him? He's putting him on the wing. Oh, you're sure about that, are Yeah, eh? VFL. Wing. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess we'll wait to see what happens What happens with Box Hill uh, and where Seamus Mitchell is going to play. As for Josh Morris, I think it's, oh, I mean, he could revive his career in the forward line and re- return there. But I really think he's behind the queue of, say, a Hardwick sort of player. But even then, Bramble's competing for that spot as well. So, yeah, it's tricky. I'd say Bramble is probably the most likely to, to stake his claim again. Mm-hmm. Brockman is a good chance. I would, I would, if I was a betting man, mm-hmm. I would say Brockman
1: and will you play are a more, betting more more games than Bramble, okay. if he's fit. There you go. There's there's a prediction, listeners. He's put it out there because I didn't in, I didn't like the recovery of Bramble mm-hmm. uh, after that lower back injury. Mm-hmm. So I mean Brockman, we haven't seen anything of, but his class and the position that he's trying to get to,
0: there's availability. This question from Matthew: Which fringe player do you think will make a spot in the team their own this year? There's a plethora of choices here, Nick. Yep. I would have had Butler. Yeah, my inclination was Butler. If they use Jecker as a forward, I'll say Jecker. Really? Yeah. You're that big on him. He couldn't make it into the team as a forward. Oh, I know. I just... I, am I being seduced by what I saw at Box Hill? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I really liked him as a, as a key forward target for them. See, the thing about Jekka is he's only on one year, right? Yeah.
1: So if they want him, they've got to play him.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know, that one's a shot in the dark I admit that's a long stretch But, you know, we'll see what happens uh, this, this question from Peter Are we all on the same page about playing the kids? I don't think we've got a choice, Peter Yeah, until round six <laughs> Most of them are kids I, don't, I think that's unavoidable So, you know, there's not too many senior veterans Occupying spots on this list anymore That's just... Well, we sort of that. Uh, this is a question from Becky: thoughts on having quite a few Hawks fans on the playing list? I like the idea of rival games meaning more to incoming players. Well, that's certainly true. I enjoy that. There's a, a bit more of a personal stake when you line up against Essendon. I quite like that. It's a it's a question of identity. You identify with
1: the club quicker. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to sacrifice for the club. Is that the idea behind these things?
0: Yeah, sense of belonging and being yeah ingratiating yourself in the community, enjoying and... your time
1: when you go to work. Yep, must be. Must be strange to like if you're a fan of Coopers and <laughs> go on, you get recruited by them, mm-hmm. and every morning you go in to see how it works. Mm. And you know, there would be an element of, Oh, this isn't what I expected, this is mm. actual work. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you're living your dream, but that actually takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So you've arrived. And you have that initial... Oh, okay. Yeah. You have, you have to actually put in once Prem- you've achieved your when dream. Where's the
1: premiership schedule
0: again? <laughs> it's come around to about a decade now, so... Yeah. Well,
1: I'm pretty sure Sammy is... That's exactly what the message will be this year. We've got to put the work in. Mm. Um, and he, he got some... V- very good results last year. He had a couple of very, very poor results, especially mm-hmm. Gold Coast. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that was
0: shocker. St. Kilda. Can we beat St. Kilda this year, please, for the love of God? But on <laughs> the
1: whole, the psychology of the team was compete to the
0: last. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Question from Cryptic Construct. What is the most stupid rule the AFL are trying to enforce this year? There's not too many. The one that I noticed that is a bit strange is they're now only warning players when 25 seconds have have elapsed when they're lining up for goal so effectively you get 5 seconds before it's play on get the warning 5 seconds play on right what Uh, did it used to be I think it was 15 so I don't know why they've changed that okay because it was probably happening too often was it a warning I, I don't know why that's a rule that needed tweaking I think that's just changed for the sake of it and it's a bit silly uh, the other ones that I read, I, they don't quite come to mind now, but they were fine. Oh, the, there was another one that was about. Um, Mate, we're not even a week out from the season, so they're hardly going to bring up their worst change. <laughs> there was uh, there was one about uh, players feigning handballs and thus drawing a fifty-minute oh, penalty. Yeah, yeah. well that's yeah. bloody common sense. Thank you very e- much. Exactly. You don't need to. Yeah. Anyway, this question from Steve: Will Mason's multi be back and be locked in for the season? Mm. <laughs> well, asked and answered. How cruel do we feel? Oh, I don't mind. It's it's just a matter of staying Do you on want me to ghost it? ride it? Well, no. Well, that's not Mason's multi, is it? Well. Tis is multi. I mean, a lot of those columns in the Herald Sun and the Age. Since when do you want me to win? Well, I mean, at some point, everyone becomes a charity. Oh, <laughs> Now it's definitely not coming back. (laughs) Mason's Multi, of course, being the game in which I I place a $1 multi, uh, hoping to tip the outcome of all nine games for a single round and seeing seeing if I can land a massive windfall as a result. Hasn't happened yet. Probably will never happen. Anyway, Will Day Goat Instagram account. Will (laughs) Day Goat doing great things. What passes as a successful season for Hawthorne in 2023? That's the question on everyone's minds. Is it? Well, ahead of the season, I would have thought so. Couple, I'll tell you what, it'd be a couple
1: of uh, high pressure wins, mm-hmm. so wins that require an Grinch. onslaught late in the late in the game. Yep, or um, that's what I'd love to see. Yep, I think finals probably pie in the sky kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not just just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, that, that's not our. Um, I mean, we'd love for it to happen, obviously, but it's not realistic this year. I wouldn't have thought if
1: we can get five players
0: mm-hmm. that look reliable every week that is a huge win give me the sense at the end of the season that our most recent draft was a success give me the sense that yep okay i get it I when see was the it. last
1: time you felt that
0: i mean i, I feel good about ward and mcdonald so mm-hmm. far dgb is the one that's, that's stop kind mentioning of, dgb it's a bit harsh it's,
1: What's great it's great a very Williams difficult a role six, to he?
0: he's a pick six <laughs> Look, they picked a tall bloke
1: inside the first 10, and he's a backman. He's not going to look good for ages.
0: Okay. Well, I hope he does turn out to be great. I'm just getting a little bit impatient. I would love to beat Geelong Easter Monday, of course. Oh, individual results. Yep. Okay. Well, it's just a big, you know, marquee game for us, and that's a huge one to win. Always great beating Geelong. But I think, in a, in a broader sense, a good pass mark or one of the criteria we're looking at is i don't want to capitulate to the same teams like we do so again i mentioned st kilda before please can we not keep on losing to that rabble and they are a rabble they're middle of the road they're terrible they're not going anywhere so and also if we if we happen to have to lose those games can we not lose them by 10 goals how about that there's my compromise
1: Okay, so the hierarchy of needs for the season are yeah. clear and definable game plan that can be observed from the stands.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. No? Well no, I, I would hope that this is criteria for a yeah, part. And it
1: still exists and by the end of the season and it's, other teams haven't completely yeah. blown it away.
0: I would say that as far as this is this year's concerned it's version two of what we saw last year. Two? Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: You need to be able to see that that game plan works under pressure Yeah. and late in games when everyone's tired. Yeah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about with late goals mm-hmm. that end or win the result yep. or get extraordinarily close. Yeah, it can go the distance. But not like the Melbourne game where they got four <laughs> goals, five, six goals out and then they just yeah. coasted through to the end. didn't matter what we did near the end they had enough in the tank to stop us -hmm. Uh, and then three this would be the best Mm -hmm. is where Sammy tweaks that game plan mid game Mm. and has a very big impact on the result talking about that
0: plan B or even just personnel
1: changes or manning
0: up or well there was the sense last year that there wasn't another lever to pull when things got shit <laughs> to be frank yeah because i mean you think of like the sydney game for instance that was and pretty you... pretty rough way to lose that one <clears throat> well that
1: was a question of fitness as well as intent mm. and 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 fitness they look pretty fit the boys but you mm-hmm. can never really tell there's a lot of fit looking people who have trouble getting upstairs so <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: now you might notice mate that uh here on the old rundown we've got a fair few questions still to get through We're not going to do it right here right now We're going to save the rest For a Patreon exclusive mailbag bonus episode
1: Can we at least go to the pub first Before we get on to these really quite Ridiculously difficult questions
0: I'll make you a compromise We'll get to the social media stuff first Then hit the pub Okay It'd mean a lot to us if you could spare a second or two to rate and review our show over on Apple Podcasts. Now, it's super helpful in helping other diehard Hawthorne supporters discover the show and get on board. So we'd really appreciate it if you took some time to do that, listeners. Uh, Meanwhile, it's always a goal of ours at the beginning of the season to really... Summon the community. Grow the community around our show. So if you'd like to follow us on any or all of our social media channels, do please go for it. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash hawktalkpod. You can also join our Facebook family over at facebook.com slash hawktalkpod, as well as find us on Instagram.
1: And if you're going to be in Adelaide or you're going to gather round, mm. hit us up. Yep, the road trip is uh,
0: well, we're planning in earnest. It's a lot of brainstorming going on, but... This is for the pub Nick you're making a pub meal sound more attractive by the second uh, just to wrap up though we'd like to extend a huge and heartfelt thank you to our proud passionate and paid up Patreon subscribers who support us in very real terms you help make the show everything that it is so we really appreciate it now uh, some of you might be wondering this might be a foreign concept to you what is all this about Patreon and subscribers and bonus content and all that stuff well we have a platform where you can sign up as a monthly subscriber for as little as the cost of a cup of coffee and in return you can get all sorts of bonus Hawk Talk Podcast content. So uh, not only will you be supporting the show, you'll get some sweet perks in return too, such as the bonus episode that we mentioned, where our mailbag ep continues. So if you're interested, we'd love to have you on board. All the details are on Patreon. The address is patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. Alright, Nick. Let's plan Ad load. I still reckon we should get a brand gold car. Well, clearly there's a lot of planning that has to happen at the pub to avert such a catastrophe. So we better head there now. Uh, if you'd like to join us, patreoncom slash pod to keep the party rolling. The mailbag is open. We've got a lot more to discuss. So catch us over there. But uh, until then, we'll be round. Social media, covering the intra club, all sorts of things. Practice matches coming up. This is the start of a brand new year for the Hawke Talk podcast with an exciting season 2023 ahead. We'll catch you soon. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. Talk.